The Azimuth Saga. Since the end of October last year, a number of historic sites and several old vehicles have been discovered. They've cast a light on some of the earliest contacts between humanity and the other two sentient civilizations that we know about, the Thargoids and the Guardians, and also on early attempts to harness the power of the technology of these ancient and mysterious races. The story involves two competing pharmaceutical companies, Azimuth Biochemicals and Pharmasapien, and what they uncovered nearly 200 years ago, information that, to the best of our current knowledge, was lost with those who discovered it. But it seems that we might have much more to discover. Prologue. The Adamaster and the Barnacles. In the second half of 3306, humanity was growing complacent. The Thargoid invasion of human-occupied space that reached its peak in mid-3305, with the Thargoids only one step away from Sol, humanity's historical home system, had evaporated. No one understands why we were spared, but, other than some minor skirmishes, mainly in the Witchhead Nebula, the Thargoids were no longer a serious threat. The Joint Superpower Task Force set up to counter the Thargoid threat Aegis Research, Defence and Corps was largely defunded. Thargoids were last year's news. At the very end of October 3306, an historical curiosity turned up in the Chukchan system, in the form of an ancient megaship, the Adamaster. The Alliance Salvage Guild undertook a preliminary survey. The Adamaster has been travelling at sublight speed through interstellar space for nearly 200 years. There are no remains of the crew. All escape pods and secondary craft have been launched, and several airlocks were manually opened from within. A complete absence of identification suggests that this ship was intended for clandestine operations. All data drives have been deliberately erased. While the Salvage Guild was interested mainly in the fee it could claim for recovering the unmanned Adamaster, investigators from the Wallglass Investigations Agency felt there might be more to the story of this ancient vessel. I convinced the Alliance Salvage Guild to pass on some serial numbers and stuff that they discovered inside the Adamaster. Then I started scouring databases and interviewing my old sources, and, well, doing my old job. The megaship was owned by a corporation called Azimuth Biochemicals. This was taken over by a similar company called Farmer Sapien, but both were liquidated long ago. No mission records exist, but service crew reports mention that the Adamaster's passengers included scientists and engineers and some kind of military. Eventually, I unearthed a flight plan logged in October 3111. It plotted a course towards Barnard's Loop with 
fuel for approximately 370 light years and was scheduled to pass by the HIP 39748 and HIP 33386 systems. I'm way too old to head out there myself, but I hope someone can use this info and help satisfy my curiosity about what happened all those years ago. The trail was a confusing one during this top-secret 200-year-old voyage. The Adamaster did indeed initially head towards Barnard's Loop, but it doubled back on itself. After considerable research and a certain amount of luck, the geological research base that the Adamaster had been sent to, with a mission to recover a mysterious object, was located in the Muscadart region PJ-P-B6-1 system, very close to the Colsac Nebula. Accounts recovered from the base and from surrounding sites revealed that this geological survey had come across a string of extremely active Thargoid sites with barnacles and a rich supply of meta-alloys. This may have been the earliest properly documented encounter with Thargoids. While the Thargoids seemed generally benign, the survey team came across a crashed Thargoid ship and recovered something. Possibly a Thargoid pilot or a Thargoid sensor, and it was this recovered item that Azimuth Biochemicals was so keen to recover. But something went badly wrong. Some of those on board the Adamaster seemed to have attempted to take over the ship. Many of the Geological Survey team members were gunned down, and others were abandoned at the remote site. This may have been the work of rival company Farmer Sapien, but it was certainly messy and they didn't get far with their alien haul. The Adamaster started malfunctioning, and the crew were apparently driven mad by whatever their Thargoid cargo was. Whatever happened to them? When the ship arrived back in Chukchan in October last year, neither the crew nor the alien cargo was present. The Alliance was quick to exploit the newfound source of Thargoid meta-alloys, establishing Beatoncourt Base and a number of other stations in the region, and their partner, Sirius Atmospherics, started surveying ammonia worlds in the sector with the intention of terraforming them. And on the very last day of 3306, the Thargoids attacked this new attempt to harvest their resources, both in the Colsac Nebula and in the Witchhead Nebula. Admiral Aidan Tanner, military liaison to Aegis Defence, was powerless to act. This is a resurgence of Thargoid activity on a scale that we have not witnessed for a long time. Unfortunately, drastic reductions in funding and resources mean that Aegis is unable to provide adequate defensive measures. It was the independent pilots of the Pilots' Federation that drove back the Thargoids in both locations, leading to accusations that the Alliance was relying on external military support to protect it, while it profited from plundering Thargoid sites. Professor Albertezzo, head of Aegis Research, appealed for a re-evaluation of priorities. Humanity's focus on petty internal conflicts has blinded us to the existential threat of the Thargoids. Their recent horrific attacks should be a wake-up call to the fact that defunding has crippled Aegis's ability to offer protection. 
we strongly entreat our founders to come together and channel resources towards Aegis, and particularly into research. There can be no hope of coexistence with this alien species unless we increase our understanding of them. Act 1. The Hesperus and the Dredger Clan on the 8th of April, 3307, more than five months after its unexpected return to the Chukchan system, a previously inert beacon on the megaship Adamaster started broadcasting an encrypted message, believed to be relayed from its sister ship, the Hesperus, which went missing just a few years after the Adamaster, urged on by a mysterious scientist calling themselves Salvation, who made dramatic promises about saving humanity and, more importantly, provides a decryption key for the message coming in from the beacon. Commanders found three more beacons that eventually led them to the wrecked Hesperus megaship. Located in the asteroid belt around the second star in the Perseus Dark region, KC-V, C2-2, the Hesperus was in the process of being dismantled for scrap and information by the Scrivener's clan and their space dredger. The Warglass Detective Agency provided some useful background. The Scrivener's clan was originally a fleet of research vessels for a long-forgotten academic consortium. Over centuries, they became a self-sufficient society, constantly acquiring material and information. They're not aggressive, but do shun outsiders and jealously guard their knowledge core. I'm fascinated by mentions of research sergeants and lecture generals, suggesting their culture is a, a merger of scholastic and military. With the Hesperus claimed as salvage by the Scriveners and its drives all stripped, all chance of learning more was lost. Luckily, four encoded data files have resisted upload, and a gap in the dredger's antiquated firewalls allowed pilots to hack them. Those encrypted data files described the fate that befell the Azimuth Biochemicals crew, indicating that Azimuth and their rival Pharma Sapien were actively seeking contact with alien civilizations following the earlier events surrounding the Adamaster, and stating clearly that a number of the scientists in the crew had escaped the Hesperus and would continue the search for alien technology in the vicinity of the Hesperus. Salvation contacted commanders who visited the site, offering them a lucrative contract to deliver whatever logs they could from the Hesperus, a message later reinforced by Patience Middleton, a representative of Taurus Mining Ventures. Salvation has authorised us to offer 2 million credits, or 10 units of void opals, for delivering the Hesperus's logs. This contract ends on the 21st of May, 3307, after which payments will not be available. We have been asked to relay the message below. This is Salvation. I call myself this as I cannot yet reveal my identity, but my scientific breakthroughs will literally save all of humanity. The Adamaster and the Hesperus were just the beginning. 
as I have always known. For my intrepid agents, there will be further work to come. Meanwhile, Aegis Research, oblivious to the work Salvation had been doing, started work on a research programme to develop new anti-Throgoid weaponry by analysing Guardian technology. Professor Albert Tesro explained. At the Galactic Summit, Aegis agreed to undertake a fresh analysis of Guardian technology. The hope is that this will lead to the development of more effective defences against the Thargoids. We therefore require new samples to compare with Ramtar's groundbreaking work on this mysterious species. If we can gain new insights into Guardian technology from these samples, then funding and resources for our work may continue. The initiative was overwhelmingly successful, leaving Aegis's megaship the Alexandria stuffed full of valuable Guardian artefacts. Rather than immediately shift the megaship from its vulnerable location in Delphi, in the Pleiades, Aegis lost valuable time in bureaucratic meanderings and, for the time being, the Alexandria stayed put. Act 2. The Proteus and an Ancient Battlefield it seems likely that it was the provocative presence of the Alexandria with its cargo of Guardian technology that provoked the Thargoids to their next major attack on starports following the New Year's Eve attack on the 13th of May. With burning starports all around, the Alexandria jumped to HIP-16538, heading for Sol. It was pursued by enough Thargoids to attract the attention of the Federal authorities who banned the megaship from entering Sol or any other Federal system. Captain Jacob Morales, the commanding officer of the Alexandria, described how he had replotted his ship's route. On Thursday, we will make a hyperspace jump to the HIP-30944 system. Since this has a small population, the risk of casualties will be low if the Thargoes continue to pursue us. Once there, we will arrange to offload our cargo and distribute it to multiple locations. Not entirely unexpectedly, the megaship Alexandria vanished while attempting this jump. Admiral Aidan Tanner of Aegis seemed willing to accept the loss without making any great effort to locate the missing ship. We regret to announce a complete loss of contact with the Alexandria. Although there is no evidence of damage or destruction, its disappearance while travelling through hyperspace raises the possibility that it was intercepted en route by Thargoid forces. Captain Jacob Morales and over 4,000 crew members will be listed as missing, presumed dead. In addition to this great tragedy, Aegis's research programme into Guardian technology has been severely impacted by the loss of many precious artefacts. Having analysed the logs returned to Taurus Mining Ventures, on the 11th of June, Salvation for a third time requested the help of commanders. By finding a string of navigation beacons, he believed that the survivors from the Hesperus could be found. Commander Tyler Torson described being contacted. I was taking some sightseers on a trip round the Hesperus, and getting as close as I dared to the Scrivener's clan dredger. I scanned the tourist beacon for them, 
and suddenly received a direct message from this salvation guy. He asked me to track down some old signal beacons, which are listening posts configured to retransmit long-range comms. Apparently, these could help locate the survivors from the megaship. But the Hesperus is ancient history. Surely there can't be anything or anyone left to find. But it turns out that there was more to find. Just two days later, the Proteus Anaconda, a tender to the megaship Hesperus, was discovered on planet Trapezium Sector YU-XC1-2-1A. It had been rigged up with the laboratory and communications equipment, and some serious science had clearly been done at the site. And what an amazing sight it was. Two abandoned Guardian structures and the wreckage of several Thargoid ships marking the location of an ancient battle between aliens, the first and so far only evidence of both alien species on the same planet. The information left behind at the Proteus Anaconda made it clear that the scientists had been working on developing weaponry using the Guardian technology they had recovered from the ruins. They had, unfortunately, killed themselves in the process. After learning about this new find, Aegis, still smarting from the loss of the Alexandria, and Salvation, working through Taurus Mining Ventures, both put out an appeal for the Guardian technology that could be salvaged from the ancient sites. The vast majority of commanders chose to support Salvation over Aegis, with Aegis's Archimedes megaship unlikely to attract the level of attention from Thargoids that the Alexandria received. Salvation's megaship, Glorious Prospect, was loaded full of Guardian technology, and a special Guardian shard cannon was distributed as a reward to those that helped. Aegis, possibly acting in spite, had these rewards declared hot, and the Pilots' Federation warned commanders that Salvation was an unknown quantity and that undertaking work for a possibly illegal organisation could have consequences. On the 9th of July, the Scrivener's Clan Dredger, which had been busily stripping the Hesperus of anything of value, suddenly vanished. The Wallglass Investigations Agency speculated why this might be. When the Scriveners laid claim to the Hesperus, I expected only a, a cloud of fragments would remain. But their salvage operation has been prematurely abandoned. After stripping the megaship's innards and leaving behind a mostly intact hull. But why have they done this? Well, perhaps because this particular dredger clan avoids outsiders. Alternatively, the Scriveners detected richer pickings elsewhere. Either fresh resources for the dredger to consume, or new information for their knowledge core. In theory, they could still be tracked down, as their vessel's hyperdrive has a similar range to modern-day fleet carriers. It seems highly likely that wherever the Scriveners have gone to, wherever they might be, in a 500-light-year radius from the Hesperus, in Perseus' dark region KC-V-C2-2, is where we can find the next part of the 200-year-old story of Azimuth and Farmer Sapien, and quite possibly discover new secrets about the Thargoids and the Guardians, and help to develop those new anti-Thargoid weapons that Aegis and Salvation seem so keen on. <laughs>